Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Let's go, let's go. Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 35. And I will say the, I've been working on this for a couple weeks. It's just been in my heart for a couple weeks. And um, a couple days ago, I woke up with a double ear infection. As I'm getting ready to preach this message, you'll see the irony of this in just a moment. Um, and uh, so <laughs> we're going to we're going to get through this. And I know God's going to do some some great things. I told my wife, I said, I think God can just heal me right in the middle of my message today. Um, wouldn't be the first time he's done that. Um, but it gave me some insight to what I was preaching. And I got some insight from what I'm dealing with with this text. And. The Bible says in Mark chapter 7, verses 31, it says, Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. And Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears, And then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Now, this doesn't happen post-COVID, right? This just just doesn't, you you don't do, this is not proper etiquette. You don't stick your fingers in somebody's ears, spit on your fingers, stick them in someone's mouth. It just absolutely disgusts me. Uh, (laughs) And looking up to heaven, he sighed. Like, Jesus is like... And he says a powerful word. He says, Ephatha, which means be opened. Instantly. Someone say instantly. I love this. Instantly the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. And I thought about this. There were so many titles to this message I could have preached. I thought about, be careful who sticks your fingers in your ears. I thought about all kinds of things, and I decided on this, and we're going to get to it, so don't, don't check out before we get there, but I decided on this today. We're going to talk about don't hang noodles on my ears. All right, I got your attention. This is good. We're going we're gonna to go there. Uh, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for what you have already done in this place, the moments we have shared, the Holy Spirit that is evident. I pray that we walk out of here changed, challenged, and empowered because of your power. God, today you have given me the word that it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit this morning. So we declare that your spirit would break chains, that it would open doors, that it would unstop ears so that we may be able to speak plainly today. God, we give you all the glory and all the honor, knowing that there is a freedom that is coming in this house today, a breakthrough that's going to take place in Jesus' name. We declare it. We believe it. And someone said, amen. Someone said, I believe it. I receive it. Do it, Jesus. Come on, can we put our hands together for the Lord this morning? How many knows we're in a cosmic battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light? We are absolutely in a battle between darkness and light. And one kingdom will deliver to you what you think you want, while the other kingdom will deliver you a victory for what you need. One kingdom will promise you what you want, while one kingdom will actually give you the victory that you need. 
One kingdom will actually keep you enslaved while one kingdom will set you free. One kingdom will get you so caught up in in leaning on its principles, its powers, its ideologies, and its philosophies that you can't seek anything else. And there's one kingdom that will set you free and you will be free indeed. It's two kingdoms. It's kingdoms that are, are fighting, that are going back and forth. And what I've realized is this. If the truth can be silenced and if the truth can be manipulated, it keeps people from being free. If truth can somehow be twisted, if it can be uh, manipulated, then people stay captive. They stay captive by the truth that they believe the truth that they want to hear, the truth that makes them feel good. In fact, in our modern day, we even have fights about what truth is, and we declare things like, that's my truth. The reality is, and you've heard me speak on this recently, the reality is it's not about your truth or my truth. It's about the truth, and the truth is built on fact. And the fact is, Jesus still is the way, the truth, and the life. You don't get to decide what the truth is. The truth is the truth is the truth is the truth. The truth does not waver. The truth does not falter. The truth does not bend to what you feel like during the day. The truth does not bend because of what political power is in office today. The truth does not bend according to what philosophy and what woke agenda is being pushed today. Can I still preach this in 2022? The truth is the truth. It is solid, it is foundational, and it is built on nothing more and nothing less than Jesus Christ. So when we say things like, don't hang noodles on my ears, it's a funny thing because uh, it doesn't make any sense to us, and it shouldn't because it's not from our language at all. It's actually a Russian idiom, and translated over time became noodles. The word noodles was actually originally meant to be rags or cloth, but because of the way the translation worked, it actually ended up being translated into noodles. And I got to thinking about this, because the definition of this is simply in our vernacular would be like, don't pull my leg, don't lie to me. Don't, don't deceive me. But I was thinking on this context that, that there's sometimes that we get noodles put over our ears. So let me bring it into our, our, our century today. Sometimes what we hear is always filtered. It gets filtered. It gets filtered through the voice that speaks it to the filter that we have already put over our ears by the lies that we have believed. So if you can help me today, I'm going to pull some noodles off of our ears so we can hear clearly, so we can speak plainly. In fact, I've gotten to this understanding that the older I get and the more we are engaged in this kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light battle, the more emboldened I feel. I just, I feel fired up for the church. I feel like I just want to see God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. I just want to see what God can do because the Bible says there's going to be days like we've experienced, but there's also days where the whole, the spirit of God's going to be poured out on all flesh. So it's through, it's up to the filter on my ears of what I decide is actually going to happen. 
And if I'm not careful, the wrong filter on my ears will actually prevent me from hearing the truth and I'll end up believing a lie and go a different direction. In fact, the Bible, the Bible gives us understanding that without a clear sound, there is always confusion. If you don't have a clear sound, there is going to be confusion. In fact, 2 Timothy, let's pull that on the screen today. 2 Timothy says it like this. We'll get there. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen. Now, I, I want to stop there and say, it doesn't say hear. It says listen, because listening is intentional. I don't know about you, but in my house, there's a lot of times we'll be like, huh, say that again? It wasn't that I didn't hear correctly. It, wasn't, it was that I wasn't paying attention to the speaker that was saying something. Because hearing, you can hear all kinds of things, but listening is intentional. And what you listen to is going to determine what comes out of your mouth. We're going to get there. Because listening is intentional. Hearing happens. You hear all kinds of things. In this room right now, with everything going on in my head, I hear every little noise. And it just reverberates. (laughs) But if I choose to listen, then I can actually hear with intentionality of what is being spoken. And he said, there's going to be a day when people no longer intentionally listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And they will reject the truth and chase after myths. This is the day we're living in. We're looking for whoever will scratch the itch. Whoever will take care of my ear, that's who I'll listen to. I'll listen to whatever woke agenda makes me feel good for the day. I'll listen to whatever teacher makes me feel okay for the day. But the reality is is that truth is like a two-edged sword. It cuts, it divides, and it makes sure that the truth stays on the right side of things. And see, there's some things that God will call us to do that don't look exciting. They don't look pretty. But there's a blessing in being faithful to wholesome teaching. There's a blessing to staying faithful to the word of God. There's a blessing to staying faithful to truth because I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems like truth is on the losing side. But truth, truth doesn't need someone to hoist its trophy. Because truth will stand without it. Truth always wins. It, it doesn't need someone to parade it around and, and, and because truth is truth is truth is truth. And I've, heard, I've realized this and I felt like the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, what is happening is that we have a hearing problem. Our ears have become infected with so many lies and there's so many things that are coming through that is just hanging noodles. The reality is, is that every time you hear a lie and you hang on to it, it's another noodle that gets draped over your ear. You may not know it, but as you walk around, you kind of look a little silly. The, the, the filter, every, every lie. See, see, the lies that we've believed is that, is that everybody is for abortion. Not the truth. That everyone is, is pushing their, their woke agendas. That everyone is on the, the, the side. And maybe, maybe we're not 
the, the, the right one. Maybe, maybe we're not on the right side of this thing. Maybe, maybe we can't do this thing. Maybe the kingdom of God was for a different time. Maybe the gifts and calling of God and the operation of the Spirit and, and maybe, maybe miracle signs and wonders was for a different dispensation and, and generation. But can I tell you today, it's just another noodle that's been placed over our ears. What we need to see is a demonstration of the power of God in miracle signs and wonders. There's a power of the Spirit that moves. So we cannot get, we cannot get so caught up with the hearing problem that we miss out on listening to the voice of God. And the voice of God says there's still coming a day that is greater because greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. Can I get somebody to put their hands together and give God praise for it today? See, when you get an ear infection, it's painful. And it's all you can focus on. And if you've ever had your ears plugged, you understand that everything inside you reverberates. Like your inner voice is louder than everything else. If we have a hearing problem, we have a hearing problem, then what we're doing is we end up listening more to the internal voice of doubt, of condemnation, of rejection, than we do to the actual voice that wants to speak life and hope and joy into us. If we aren't careful, what we'll do is we're going to be listening more to, to the self-condemnation. We're going to be listening more to the things that, hey, I know I messed up. I know I failed. I know I failed. And we'll listen more to that voice than we will to the voice that says, now, therefore, there is no condemnation. I loved you. I gave my life for you. And if we're not careful, what we'll do is we will focus so much on that voice that we forget to listen to his voice. We have a hearing problem. Everything inside you sounds louder. It's hard to hear what's on the outside. And what I've realized over the last couple days is this, is that when you try to stand up, you get a little dizzy. Because the equilibrium is not from your vision, it's from your ears. My, my ability to walk straight is a direct reflection of what is going on in my ears. What voices I'm listening to, what things I'm hearing, it's a direct, and sometimes I can get a little dizzy and a little confused. The Bible says it like this, that we walk not by sight, but by faith. Is that right? What else, what else does the Bible say? Faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let me remind you of how you're walking today. It's not by what you see, it's by what you hear because faith comes by hearing and we walk not by sight, we walk by faith. And so I've got to get my hearing right so I can get my faith right, so I can walk right, stand right, talk right. It's got to come from my ears. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? What do you believe in? Because the enemy is not so stupid that he doesn't understand this concept. In the very beginning, this was a listening problem. Genesis 3.1. Genesis 3.1. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Do you see this? Like this is, this is from the very beginning. It was a listening problem. It was hanging noodles on her ears to believe, did, did God, because doubt will come through your ears. 
Misconception will come through your ears. It, it, a lie will come to your ears. And his question was valid, but it was used with deception. And what I've learned is that just because someone has a valid question doesn't mean they have a valid point. Because there is manipulation behind the voice. Be careful of the voice you listen to because the serpent was the shrewdest. He was was cunning. He was wise. And he made sure that he asked the question that cast just enough doubt because he can't make Eve do anything. Eve had to go decide it for herself. So this language of excuse, the devil made me do it or they caused me to do it or the trauma that I've experienced in the past made me do it is not the the language of the kingdom. The language of the kingdom is responsibility. The language of the kingdom is ownership. The language of the kingdom says, yeah, I believe some things. I was wrong. I need to find repentance. It's the language of the kingdom. And then Jesus counters this in John 8 and 47. He says, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. And then he, then he kind of smacks the Pharisee around. He says, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The hearing problem. There's a hearing issue. If you, if you belong to God, you're going to listen gladly. But if you don't listen, it's because you don't belong to God. And God has his truth because he is truth. So the question, the question is not what side of truth am I on. The question is, am I on God's side? That is as plain as I can get it today, folks. It's not on, well, I believe this, so that's my truth, and you believe that, so that's your truth. The question is not what side of truth you are on. The question is, are you on God's side? Because God does not waver, and the Bible says, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. And so the reality is, is God has a side, and God's side is always truth, and God's side is always right. The question is, am I on God's side or not? And how do I get on God's side? By listening gladly. In fact, John 17, 17, Jesus prays this, and he says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Pastor Jesse, as I read that this week, it convicted me. Holiness, Holiness comes from my ability to be taught the word of God. Holiness begins by me being able to be moldable, teachable, for me to be able to listen. Holiness comes, Jesus is praying, make them holy by your truth. And then Jesus says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I just want to remind someone here today that Jesus is going to prevail. His kingdom is going to conquer and truth will always win. Come on, I think we can get a little more help today with that. Anybody else believe that in this house? So the story, the story and Mark there really, really gripped me. And the first, the first thing that I noticed was that the people bring this deaf man with a speech impediment to Jesus. The people bring him to Jesus. They, they're the ones who take him to Jesus, and they're the ones begging for Jesus to do a work in this man's life. Not one time did this man ask to be healed that we are aware of in Scripture. 
And we could do two sides of the coin today, so I'm going to pick one side. We're going to work on that side. But sometimes I think that we get so caught up in hoping that someone else's worship will carry us into the presence of God that we forget to actually go to God ourselves. So many times we hope that somebody will speak a word to us and we neglect all the words God has already spoken to us. We get caught up on on the crowd ushering us in. If I can just get to one more Sunday, if I can get to one more midweek, if I can can just have somebody call me or text me and, and I just need a word from God. And God's like, no, 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 I want you to be able to ask the hard questions. I want you to identify where you are. I want you to identify that you've got a hearing problem and you've got a speech impediment and I want you to walk to me. I want you to come to me. Folks, today in this hour, you don't need the crowd bringing you to Jesus. You need to get to Jesus before the crowd ever brings you there. Because here's the the flip side of the coin, is that if we aren't careful, we will allow the crowd to control where we get brought. And the crowd will not always take you to Jesus. The crowd will not always take you where you need to go. They'll take you where you want to go. And what we have dealt with in the last couple years is we've dealt with a lot of crowd-surfing Christians where we jump on the arms of somebody and that crowd will actually take us wherever they want us to go, not where we can control where we want to go. And if we aren't careful, the crowd will actually bring us places. Thankfully, the crowd brought them to Jesus. But the crowd doesn't always bring you to Jesus. The crowd will actually many times take you away from Jesus because they're more interested in hanging noodles on your ears to believe what they want and what they're talking about so that you will believe and you will walk away. And then we'll say things like, well, I, you, we make excuses. And excuses is the language of the limited. And God today wants to take the limit off of your life for you to stop making excuses of why you can't get a hold of God, why you can't feel God, why you can't feel His presence, why why you feel like giving up, why you feel like walking away, why you feel like throwing in the towel. God wants to take the limits off, and it's going to start with your excuses because excuses is the language of the limited because it comes from deaf ears. It comes from ears that cannot hear correctly. And I've come to the understanding that you can complain or you can build, but you can't do both. If we're going to build the kingdom, then we've got to do away with complaining. If we're going to build the kingdom, we've got to do away with excuses. If we're going to build the kingdom, we can't say, well, 2022 has really been hard on me, and my life has really been bad, and people have left me, and people have betrayed me. Guess what? You cannot build on the people that have left you. You build with what God has given you. Can I get an amen in this house this morning? We've got to get rid. We've got to get rid of the excuses. Start pulling the noodles off your ears. Start pulling the filters off your ears. You got to stop waiting for permission to, from others to achieve your purpose. That's what happens with crowd surfing Christians, is they wait for someone else to give them permission to achieve their goals. Folks, some of some of you in here, you need to jump on a serve team. You need to get a part of what God's doing. And God's been moving you and ushering you in because God's calling you to be a builder. God's calling you to work in the kingdom. And God's calling you to get out of the crowd and start working towards Jesus by yourself. And and we've got to stop waiting for permission from others to achieve the purpose and the goal that God's given you. We've got to push past the barriers. 
and step into our calling. But my ears are plucked and my voice is shot. Yeah? So? The reason we make excuses for that is because we have forgotten that God's the one who made us and not we ourselves. I did not create me. Thankfully, I messed a lot of things up if I did. But God designed, intricately wove you together in your mother's womb. The DNA, all of that is within you. God designed. And if we aren't careful, we will take this and we will try to work it by our power, our might, our agenda, our philosophy, and we miss the mark every single time. Because what we need to do is take our deaf ears and our speech impediment to Jesus ourselves. So my first point is this today. Number one is when our hearing is compromised, our speech is defective. When our hearing is compromised, our speech is defective. When you can't hear clearly, you won't be able to speak clearly. Can I get an amen in the house? If you can't hear, you won't be able to speak. Like I, It affects how you speak. And I've noticed with people that speak, if they're speaking a language of excuses, then they're hearing the excuse from someone else. Have you ever noticed somebody that will repeat things that are not true, and then they'll make the excuse, but I heard it from someone else? Like you call them on the carpet for it, and like, oh, no, no, I did, like someone else told me that. The problem is, is we are so quick to believe every little thing we hear. It's another noodle on the ear. We're so quick to make assumptions by what we hear, and the language that comes out of our mouth, the, the, the voice that comes from our mouth, will reveal what we've been listening to. If we've been listening to derogatory things, hateful things, hurtful things, if we've been listening to the language of excuses, then guess what? It's going to come out of our mouth. We're going to be able to talk about what goes in. Have you, have you ever been in the car, or maybe, I've got a story, but it's inappropriate for church. Um, <laughs> but have you, ever, have you ever been in the car or in church, and you've been singing a lyric to a song? And you realize you've been singing the lyric wrong the entire time? All of a sudden the screens, the, the words pop up on the screen, and you're like, oh, that that's what it was. And then you just keep on, just, just in your own world. There's been many times I have been singing a song and I will say the words and I'm like, that's not, that's not what it, that's not what it is at all. Or, if you're like me, I love, I love the, the TikTok videos of, of the guys that dub over football players. Have you seen those videos? Where they're talking, they're, they're, they're in the huddle, they're, they're on the field, and somebody else does a dub over of their voice and makes what their lips look like say something totally different. And if you're not careful, you will actually believe that's what they said when that's not really what they said. Someone just put a filter over their voice. Someone just put a filter over because some people will say, and God said, and God never said. Because there are teachers that want to hit your ears and make you believe something that God said when God never said. I'm encouraging a child of God to get out of the crowd and listen to God for yourself. Take the noodles off, take the rags off, unstop your ears and listen to what God is saying to you. In fact, the Bible says, he who hath an ear, let him hear. This is a command from God. If you've got ears, then it's your responsibility to listen for the voice of God. It's not anyone else's job to tell you. It's God's responsibility to tell you. It's our responsibility to listen. 
Jesus, Jesus does something amazing. The crowd brings him to Jesus. And did you see what Jesus did? Jesus took him away from the crowd. Can we pull Mark back up there, Declan, our text? The crowd brings him to Jesus. Oh, but they brought me here. Oh, but they did something good for my life. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. I, I need, let, let's go uh, a couple verses later here. Nope, uh, 32. Thirty-three. There we are. We were on it. Declan, you were right. I was wrong. I didn't see it. <laughs> Jesus led him away from the crowd. Why? So they could be alone. When's the last time you were alone with God? When's the last time you actually spent alone time with Jesus? When's the last time? I tell you, the greatest thing I did over the last two weeks is I've deleted Facebook off my phone. Now, I'm not, what, you do social media, you do you. I, I, I'm not preaching against any of that. But one of the greatest things I did was I deleted that stupid app. Because guess what? I was listening more to all of that junk instead of listening to his truth. Can I just talk about that for a minute? Because the crowd will say a lot of things. They'll do a lot of things. They'll, 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 they'll just talk. The crowd just talks. It's incessant noise. And our world is good with a s- incessant noise right now. And the people you surround yourself with, if they are not bringing you to Jesus, then you don't need to be around them anyway. If the crowd that is surrounding you is constantly bad-talking the bride, The church is the bride of Christ, and I get so fed up with people talking bad about the church. The capital C church, the local church, I get so tired of people talking bad about the bride of Christ. And I I don't think it pleases God. If someone talked bad about my bride, we're going to have an altercation. Tom, if someone says something bad about your bride, like, I, I believe fully those glasses are coming off and you are swinging, like... This is my bride. I married her. Like, like this is for me. And the Bible says that God wants to create a bride for himself that is spotless, without blemish, that is pure. And the reality is we can't allow the marks of the words of others to get on the ears of the bride. So we've got to be able to silence the voices of those that talk bad about the bride of Christ. If they're talking bad about it, silence it. Get the noodle off your ear. The crowd's not taking you to Jesus. They're taking you away from him. It's an, it's an itching ear doctrine. Oh, well, let me just tell you about my trauma and my issues. And I, one of the hot topics right now is, is church hurt. This whole idea. And what it is, is it's a crowd that wants to take people from here and move them away from there. I, I know I will give some validity to it. Yeah, you may have been, uh, had some issues, may have been hurt. But the reality is, is that God never hurts you. God never hurts you. People can hurt and misunderstandings and miscomprehensions. And the biggest thing that I have found out about individuals that are quote-unquote church hurt that live in this realm is that they didn't get to control something, so then they throw a fit and then they get walk, they walk out. I don't have time to go into it. Stop it. <laughs> and I realize that a person that has an opinion about everything has conviction about nothing. Oh, I got an opinion. Yeah, so do I. And so do you. And 
so do we, but an opinion is not truth. But a conviction can be. We've lost our convictions over the power of listening to opinions. And what happens is we get swayed with the crowd and Jesus says, no, today I want to take you away from the crowd to an alone place. Because there, Sherry, is an intimate moment. It's an intimate place. It's a place that only you and God can connect. It's not a place where other people are looking and judging and, and, and you're, not, you're not concerned about what they're saying or what they're doing. It's a place where only you and God can go. Under the shadow of his wing is where we need to find ourselves. In the secret place is where we need to find ourselves. In that prayer closet is where we need to find ourselves. Back at his feet is where we need to find ourselves. Because in that place then he can touch our ears and touch our mouth and we'll be able to hear clearly so we'll be able to speak plainly. Because if we're not careful, if we're not careful, if we don't get our ears fixed, then our mouth will betray us. And we'll say things and we'll talk about things that we never intended because we have allowed the opinions of others to change the convictions of our heart. Because opinion is the language of the immature. And bad company ruins good morals. You hang around with the wrong people the long time, it's going to ruin your morals. It's going to mess you up. It's going to lead you away. And Jesus is like, no, I want to bring you back. And, and what and who you listen to is going to determine what you talk about. So let me ask the question. This is just to challenge you today. Has what com- has come out of your mouth been pleasing to God? Have what I, has what I have talked about been pleasing to God? Has what has left my mouth? Because some of us are dealing with a speech impediment, but really it needs to be our ears that gets healed first so that we can then talk correctly. Because we're not talking plainly. We're, we're stuttering and we're, 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 we're talking over things. Have you ever been around somebody that talks about something and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. I did not track this conversation. You know what? That instantly is diagnosed as a hearing problem. Because they're hearing ten different opinions and they have lost their conviction in the middle. Has what I have said built others up or torn them down? It's a heart check today. Is what's coming out of my mouth an impediment? Or is it plain speech? Has, has my words blessed or cursed his bride? See, what, ha- what happened is when, when David, David gets on the battlefield, I think we skip over this so many times, David gets on the battlefield, Israel and his brothers and the king is hiding. Why are they hiding? Because they've got giants, they can see giants. That's not what they said. It's not that they can see giants. It's not that they saw Goliath and like, oh man, and they go and hide. You know why they're hiding? Because they're listening to what's coming out of that guy's mouth. Because he is, as we understand in Scripture, defiling the armies of God. And he's talking bad about the bride. And they're standing there going, I'm so afraid. And David's like, if I would just get a chance, let me go at him. And Saul's like, okay, well, here's some armor. And, And David's like, that armor hasn't been tested on me. That's not mine. Oh, my God. If you're not careful, you can listen to the opinions of others and put on their armor when God has entrusted you with a sling. 
we aren't careful, what we'll do is we'll start putting on the opinions and thoughts and ideas of others when really God never intended for you to go into battle with their armor. God said, I already entrusted you with the sling and you've already proven it with your hands with a bear and a lion. Now go and fight this. And David did not allow the voice of Goliath to distract him from what God had already spoken. And David walks on and says, you may say, but today you are going to be dust. Today I declare over you that God's going to win. I just need a David to stand up and say, I'm done listening to all of this garbage. My hearing is okay and my voice is all right. Today it's not by might or power, it's by the Spirit of God. Because when David gets down into it, he begins to prophesy. When David stops listening to everyone else, he begins to prophesy. Finally, my last point, my last point is this. When our ears are open, it gives power to our voice. When our ears are open, it gives power to our voice. Because if I can't hear correctly, I'm going to have a speech impediment. But the moment my ears are opened, it gives power to my voice. We sang about it today in that song, Champion. When I lift my voice and shout, walls are coming down. And they didn't know, they didn't have my scripture text. They didn't know what I was talking about today. But Jesus, Jesus originally does does something. He, he takes the man while he's alone with him and touches his ears. And, and the idea is, is that sometimes Jesus has to take you alone away from the crowd so you stop listening to them so that he can actually touch you. And when they were alone, Jesus touched his ears and then, man, if I was this guy, we'd have, I, I don't know what would happen, but then Jesus spits on his fingers and sticks it on the man's tongue. Hey. I know, I know you're the son of God, but hey. <laughs> so symbolic, though. Because Isaiah says, when I get into his presence, the angel could take a coal from the altar, put it on my mouth, and it purifies my mouth. Because when I get into his presence... He's going to touch my ears so that my voice will get power. The enemy knows that he cannot silence your voice when you speak, so he'll try to deafen your ears so you can't hear what the Spirit says you we've got a hearing problem. The reason why we haven't spoken in power is because we haven't been able to listen to power. And Jesus touches his ears and touches his tongue, and his mouth is open so he can speak plainly. And then, as I close this out today, let me take you back to the Old Testament for a moment. Joshua has, has dealt with the death of Moses, and they're now marching in the promised land. And sometimes we think the promised land is all this, you know, amazing place, right? We pray, God, send us in the promised land. The promised land had giants. The promised land had issues. The promised land had a city named Jericho. As they get to Jericho, God said, I... I want you to conquer this. And Joshua's like, yeah, right. He's like, no, no, no. I've got some instructions for you. I want you to walk around that city. I want you to walk around there once a day. And on the seventh day, I want you to do something. I want you to walk around it seven times. And then this is what he says. It, it popped out this week, six and five. Uh, go all the way to five there. That's what God said. He said, when you hear, the priests give one long blast 
on the ram's horn. Have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then, then, the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. God, I need victory today. Some of you are so tired walking around the same walls. So tired of walking around walls that seem like they've defeated you. Walls you have built up of excuse after excuse, opinion after opinion. And we're having a generation now that would rather quit than fail. Rather give up. And the problem is, is that we always give up right before the victory. And I want to remind someone prophetically this morning, honey, I know you've been walking around the same wall. I know you've been facing the same thing. It's looming. It's daunting. But the Bible says that the people of Jericho were inside afraid of what God's people were doing on the outside. There is an enemy that is afraid, trembling because you're walking around the wall that you can't seem to get past. We started this year out by praying circles around big things, big ideas, saying, God, will you heal our families? Will you you solve our problems? Will you save marriages? God, we're going to preach truth like it is, and we're going to talk plainly, and, and we're walking around properties, and we're walking around buildings, and we're walking around cities. And all the while, we're like, I'm tired of walking. And God's like, I've already given you the city. I've already given you the property. I've already given you your family. I've already given you the promise. I've already given you that job. I've already given you that provision. I've already given you the healing. And all the while, the enemy's inside trembling. Oh, let him quit on the sixth lap. Oh, let him quit on the sixth lap. Let him quit before they get around it. Let him quit before they take one more step. But guess what? God's people never quit on the sixth lap. They take one more step and they listen for the sound of the trumpet. And then we shout because when our ears are open, our mouth is powerful. Come on, somebody, would you stand to your feet and just give God some praise for it in advance today? You're on the sixth lap. You're on the sixth lap. Take another step. Take another step. I hear the sound of the trumpet. I hear the voice of God. You're going to make it. You're going to succeed. God's going to heal you. God's going to bless you. God's going to revive you. Come on, will you throw your hands up all over this place? By the power of the Spirit of God, I declare over your life, Ephatha, be opened. Be opened ears that have been stopped up by opinions that were not from the kingdom. what the Spirit of God is saying to you today. Mouth be open to declare what thus saith the Lord to your circumstance and your situation. Ears and mouth be open, Ephatha, to you today so that you may plainly speak what God is saying. In this house today, I declare courage to take one more lap one more step and may your ears be open so you can hear the sound of the trumpet so you can shout for the victory you're not your own champion there's a champion that's already orchestrated it for you 
and this is your moment. Come on, your kids will be saved. Your grandkids will be made whole. Come on, your business will thrive. Come on, the thing that you've been suffering will be delivered. The thing you've been dealing with with your health will be healed. I declare to you that there is no giant that can talk bad about the bride without the the bridegroom defending his bride. If you will be bold enough to say what God says, God will defend you every time. Every time. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom. So I make a declaration today. I will not have noodles on my ears any longer. I take the rags off. I take the stoppage out. There is no blockage that can prevent the voice of a powerful God. I declare effort over your life today. like just just throw in an altar call for someone today. Come on, church. I I know the prayer team. Prayer team, we're going to do something different. Just mingle around people. But church, would you feel this front up today? Come on, would you come and just throw your hands up and say, come on, I need a a hearing. I need a hearing surgery today. I need God to open my ears so I can open my mouth. Come on, if you need a victory in any area of your life, would you take one more step out? Would you take one more lap today? Would you take an ounce of faith and say, I'm stepping forward. I'm stepping forward. I'm stepping out. Come on, God's here in this moment. God's going to open your ears. God's going to open your mouth. Come on, will you step forward today? I need this. I need what God has. Come on, would you find that alone place? Prayer team, feel free to mingle and pray. Come on, I just feel the presence of God moving in this house this morning. restoration over that marriage this morning. Come on, we're pulling the noodles off. We're unstopping the ears today. This is your moment. God's releasing you so you can speak the powerful words of God. Come on, all over this church, would you just declare what God has said to you? I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm saved. God's got me. This is not the end. It's just the beginning. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.